It's a new day. Yes, it is. Live from a Zoom call emanating from Atlanta, Georgia, Lando Lakes, Florida, and the mean streets of Metro City, it's the new day. Feel the power with your host, Big E. Take it away, Big E. <laughs> first of all, first of all, I already stated that I am not the host. That is our boy, Woodsy. Second of all, uh, it's good to have you back, uh, Dan, uh, doing the intro after a week yeah. off. You know, yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, your voice is even more Kermity uh, yeah, than, than usual. It's very. You, we heard a crack. Are you? I was like, are you getting emotional? You know, you yeah. missed it so much. You just so happen to be back that your voice is cracking. It happened. I ain't from. You know, you just can't. You can't get through it. You know what I'm saying? It's just so good to be back. <laughs> sound anything like Kermit. Yeah, there's, there's a resemblance, yeah. a bit of resemblance. Like a, re- like a relative. It's, it's Kermit yeah. who's eaten nothing sure. but Taco Bell for you all the time. Yeah, that eggshells. Yeah. No one has ever compared me to Kermit for 10 years in comment sections until you guys. Well, <laughs> sometimes you learn something new about yourself. It doesn't matter how old you are. You're welcome. You know? Yeah. We have fantastic guests. Go ahead, E. First of all, you go ahead. You go ahead. You're, you're the host. I thought you were the host. You are the host. Now, quit doing this. You know what? Matter of fact, today, Kofi's host. Kofi is not the host. Kofi's that wasn't even in the discussion. You know damn well I'm 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 in the middle of the sandwich. We're here, here to coast. We're here to coast and ride your coattails. Oh, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, you know, you, you got the oh P4. You, you got, got it. up, down, down. This is what you, you do, do this, baby. Bro. This is what you do. We're just All here. right, ladies and gentlemen, we have two fantastic guests with us here today. But first, I am Xavier Woods. A.K.A. Austin Creed. And I am Kofi Kingston. Uh, and I'm a man, uh, a man who's really been put through a lot, you know, a lot of ups and downs. Um, a man who used to be able to, you know, walk around with his his, his head up high because he had a last name. He had he was connected to a family, to a group of people. Biggie Langston, a strong name, a name you could rely on, a, a name that you could trust in, a name that you could, you know, you could, you could, you know, if you had kids, like, oh, I'll have Biggie Langston watch my kids. But Biggie, that's a derelict. Biggie, I wouldn't trust him. That's, you know, they stripped me of all, all of, you know, everything that made me a man uh, of some respect, of some notoriety, is gone. It's gone. So that's what I've been doing the last seven years or so is, is trying to, to find some connection to family, trying to find some, some respectability. Um, so many of you uh, who are younger only know me as Biggie, but I once was Biggie Langston. I once was somebody. I used to be a contender. Thank you. Used to be a contender. I like that's, that's it. I'm, I'm surprisingly emotional behind all of it. <laughs> you see, <laughs> and that is one of our fantastic guests, Evan. Tell them about yourself and who you are, where you come from. Uh, hey, everybody. My name is Evan Narcissus. I'm a professional writer. Um, I've written uh, uh, journalism about video games, comic books, movies, and now I'm writing comic books, um, animation, video games. Um, and I am the co-writer of the, the New Day, The Power of Positivity, issue number one, the comic book featuring the three brilliant, brown, moisturized. So <laughs> 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 you guys come here to listen to every week. So I'm one of the co-writers of the comic book. And with me, I have one of my dear friends, a brother from another mother, even though there'll be a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Look. Austin Walker, why don't you tell the people who you are? I mean, there's so much. It's Yeah, but it's also not that different from you, right? Because, like, I came up, I met you through the video game journalism scene uh, here in New York forever ago when Even you were smaller, still in New York. the black video game journalism yeah, scene. Which yes, is like, it was, like, me, you, and N-Guy, and that was it at the time. Um, so it's gotten bigger. It's gotten bigger. But I came up through that. Uh, I used to be at a site called Giant Bomb. Then I founded a site called Waypoint. Uh, I do a show called Friends at the Table. I do a show called A More Civilized Age. I do a lot of podcasts. I do a lot of writing, fiction, nonfiction. It's the whole thing. And and Evan brought me on to, to do this comic uh, uh, and said, hey, you know, I would love to have have your expertise as someone who's who's followed the New Day for years and years uh, on this one. And I was like, that's an honor for me. I would love to tell a 
sort of fictionalized, but sort of still deeply real version of that story. Um, uh, and obviously, Austin, you and I had met through video yes. game stuff years yes. before that. I somehow um, jumped in that small circle of black video game. Yes. Uh, yes. People. Yeah. We met at like an E3 <laughs> we, we or something. We all talked about you, by the way. Who is he? Yeah. Who is he? Like, hey guys, can I, can I, can I say something? Just wanna, I, he has a very <laughs> successful YouTube channel now. He must be talented. <laughs> 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 but one one thing that's super important so Austin when we met I found out that you uh were also gunning for your PhD and yeah, you have we were it now. both in the same thing I do not have it now I you do don't have not it have it now no nah, man I it. dropped out man I I did the thing hey! of like yeah this is it <laughs> our, you and I when we met it was like man two black brothers trying to do a PhD while trying to hold down a full-time job <laughs> in the public eye to some degree, way less public for me. I mean, we were doing streaming and stuff like that, but obviously it's a different situation. And I felt like we bonded over the stress that was like, how do I keep up with this schoolwork that I care deeply about while still trying to like put food on the table, not go crazy with too much work. Uh, and I ended up just, you know what, what it was, was people in my field were like, what are you doing trying to do both of these things? You made it. Like you have a job. Most people who finish PhDs don't get a job right off the, right off the rip. So like keep what you got and do what, you, do what right. you're doing. And so I stayed with that. And and so, yeah, yes, we mirror each other here uh, a little yep. bit at least. Wait, so. no, the same, the same. Yeah, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. So, so, so what you guys who are listening heard that we just kind of ran through, we got this comic book coming if you ain't Come heard on, already. Come on, baby. E, hit him with the dates. When does it drop? Look, uh, <laughs> I make it clear to you that you are the host and you're supposed to have all the relevant information because Dan told us. He Dan just did told tell us. us. How are you going to drop a pop quiz on your boy? You know, this is, he revels in this. He revels in this because he knows that my memory is, is not airtight. If I don't write things down, I'm not going to remember it. So uh, make sure to cut that part out, uh, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> no, because anytime he, he gets a chance to do this to me, he takes it and digs no, in. No, I would it. never. I would never. That's not in my, my wheelhouse. It's not my character. You hit him with the dates, please. I know it's soon. It's around the corner. I, I texted you. I texted you. You did. It's too late. July 7th. July 7th, man, is the big day. <laughs> Three days after Independence Day. And finally, you know, in many ways, uh, our comic will be freed from the lack of not being able to see it. I mean, yes. honestly, because let me, let me tell you, though. Let me tell you, me and Evan finished work on this early last year on our side yeah. of it. Yeah. Pre-COVID, like right, not pre-COVID, but right at the edge. I was, I wrote the final, my final part in a Starbucks I should not have been in. I knew I shouldn't have been in that Starbucks, right? And, and, and they were giving me looks like, it is it is late and COVID is happening. What are you doing here? And I was like, I can't write at home. I got to not be here. So, uh, so, yeah, it was like March when I think we've... we've so, said, you literally took your health in your own hands. That's right. That's yeah, right. Oh, it's, sure that. it's like method acting, but for writing. Yeah. I'm like, well, they're in the ring giving it their all. I got to be out here in my version of the ring. Exactly. It's not about him battling these Starbucks That's right. I got to find metaphors and whatnot, you know? And we give me did, a latte, too. Yes. We did tag team the chapters. I don't, yes. We're not going to reveal who wrote what, but we mm. did tag team the chapters. Ooh. Mm. So, so it's four um, chapters. It's you know, two, it's two books. Right? It's two books total. Four chapters spread between those two books, basically. Um, and yeah, you'll have to guess who wrote what. Uh, we we worked together on every chapter, but... But, you know, I think how everything started was, you know, Boom reached out to me, the publisher that has a WWE license. And, you know, it, it was definitely for, to do a comic about you guys. And, you know, I'm a lapsed wrestler uh, uh, enthusiast. You know, like, I don't watch every week like I used to, but there was a moment of time when I did. And, you know, and when I was a kid, I was all into it, you know, like every week, every, every, every show I could catch. Um, and, you know, the thing for me growing up was you, whenever you saw black performers, they were very much, you know, cutting the mold of really big, broad stereotypes. Right. And I was like, yeah, you know, Coco Beware is not giving me anything that feels true to my experience. And, you know, like I'm, from the Caribbean, my parents are Haitian, so you know there might be exotic, you know, birds up in my <laughs> yeah. space sometimes. Yeah. When I went to Haiti, I would see some birds I could identify, but like you know, it, so stuff like that, feeling not reflected, feeling uh, not not you know represented in this thing that I love so much. Which later, as I get into comics and video games, like oh, right, 
this feeling is very familiar. That's so everything. that you know, and when you guys when you guys came out as a, as a tag team, I was like, oh wait, these are the dudes I've been waiting for in my entire life. You know, like well past my prime, but um, you know, like the 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 way you guys can speak to a new generation without. I think having to embody like a gimmick that doesn't come from y'all, I mean, was, was really, you know, inspirational and powerful to me. Like as, from, as, some, as somebody from the outside looking in. That's, that's kind of what we, we talked about a little bit when, when they, we were approached about the comic book and like, Oh, is there anything specific that you guys want? I remember um, we told them, we just, we want somebody who has kind of like lived a little bit of the same struggle and is in this field because it's just going to come more naturally because if you're writing things that we say in vernacular and things like that, it's it's easier to kind of mesh with that with somebody who has kind of maybe gone through some of the similar things. And so they're like, oh, you know, this guy's worked on Miles Morales. We're like, yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Help, Do that. Help. And then as soon as we heard that, Austin, as soon as we heard what you were in it's like, oh, this, it's so good because no one has the same experiences. There's a couple of overlays, but everybody gets a little bit of something different. So to have two guys like like yourselves who have gone through so much in your own specific fields, but then also understand the ins and outs of wrestling because you've watched it and been fans of it and you've kind of seen what we do, it it made us very comfortable when we heard that you guys were going to be the ones working on it because we knew that we'd get something that was that, that felt true. Man, know? I hope we did it justice in the end because, you know, I think about, you mentioned Coco Beware. For me, uh, thinking about Charles Wright as Papa Shango as a kid and being like, how, my impulse is to root for him because yeah. that's me on the screen. But also, okay, like this is the limit. Is this the limit of it? Is this as far as we can get? And obviously there are other, there are other brothers who came through and did stuff. And obviously other, other, other black women wrestlers also, obviously. Um, but then I think about the early days with you and the way in which y'all had something to say and found a way to say it without saying it, found a way to reach the audience um, without necessarily saying certain words out loud. And being like, how do we take that energy and bring it into a book, which which has its own limits, right? Like, yeah. it's not a documentary and it's not a true behind the scenes look at what y'all went through. But if we would capture a little bit of that energy and a little bit of what, what that brought to me at the time when y'all were first starting as a trio, then I think we did an okay job. It's, a, it's really great to hear that, too, because it is like very much our goal to, to do all of those things, you know, uh, and it, you know, it's kind of emotional when you, um, when you hear people say that like, Hey, this is what we got from you. And like, that's the message that we like strived to put out, you know? So, and, yeah. you know, and in reading the comic book too, just like Woods was saying and, and trusting you guys with being able to like encapsulate our voices and our presence and our just energy for the most part is, you know, hundred percent. Like you guys, you guys nailed it to the actual point where I was uh, laughing today because uh, there's one point in um, in the first book where E's fighting a spoiler alert, little 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 tidbit, little tidbit <laughs> here. Okay, it's a little tidbit where E is uh, like fighting off a group of bullies. Yep. And he's talking a bunch of trash to him. And he says, oh, what's the matter? What, uh, something about your mama? Uh, your mama doesn't cook your macaroni right? <laughs> macaroni all the way through so it's still crunchy? <laughs> just the other day, just the other day, I was making a bowl of pasta with some Beyond Meat for my son. And I undercooked the pasta. <laughs> I mm. undercooked the mm. pasta. And, mm. I and it was too late because I drained it out and everything. And I went to go eat it. I was like, oh, no. Oh. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to spoil it for him. Because if he likes it, then cool. Like, if he's cool with it, I'm cool. So then he takes a bite and he's like daddy it's really crunchy i'm like oh. yeah sorry he's like it's okay it's still good i'm like oh thank you son <laughs> but you know what i mean like yep it's little scenarios like that where like he would have roasted you if he was in the room he would have just that would have been it would have been 100%, done 100 <laughs> 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 you know but oh. it's just like just that that vibe and that energy man like it's uh it, it felt like like it was us. So thank you guys for being able to like, you know, for, for being able to do that in such a uh, in such an impactful way. I'm really excited for everyone to get to see this. I think that was the first conversation Evan and I had once we knew we were on the project was how do we bring these dudes to life on the page to be true to them without just quoting and trying yeah. to get at something real and to talk about both the way that they've been boxed in from the outside and then broken out of that box 
And E talking trash and being funny and not yeah. just a big guy was a huge part of that characterization was like, yo, E kills it on the mic, has always killed it on the mic. And making that the kind of center point of that characterization felt like the right call. Is that, that yeah. That's my memory of it, Evan. Maybe I'm, am I making no, this up 100%. in reverse? Okay. Well, no, okay. 100%. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like, in terms of personalities, like what you guys do in the ring, like, they're so clearly delineated, you know? Like, so, like, Kofi being, you being a dude that does high-risk moves, high-energy moves, you know what I'm saying? Like, high-flying and a lot of improvisation, like, Part of part of figuring out the story is like how do we show like a younger Kofi like learning to figure that stuff out, you know? And then, you know, obviously your story within the ring as a performer has had you walk through stuff to you're like, mm, I don't know. How yeah. that feels <laughs> so it feels like a little um, but you're like, okay. If, if you're us at home watching, you're like, all right, well, this is what they're doing with this man. But like, you know, th that little bit of dissonance between like the presentation and the actual like truth of the performer behind it, you know, like for, for certain characters, it's huge, right? Like, you know, we're not going to walk down the street and see Undertaker, you know, tomorrow and be like, oh, okay, that dude is actually probably, you know, a, a hellborn. <laughs> The demon who never, who never leaves. <laughs> you know, but like when it's so, when it comes to something like the, the character of Kofi Kingston, like I'm supposed to know this dude and I kind of don't. Um, yeah. So figuring out like what that journey is and has been for you guys was um, really important. And like listening to the podcast was a great, a great tool early on. Like, cause you guys, those first episodes, obviously you talked about it in a very transparent way, what it was to develop as a team, as an entity. And, and the pressure is that you felt during that process. And again, like our struggle as performers and a lot of people uh, within WWE, like you, uh, you're, you're given like one shot. Oftentimes it's a character that you might not agree with, but you have to figure out a way to make it work. So like that theme was very like evident in, in, the, in the comic as well, right? Having to find a way to break out of the box that you're that they're trying to stuff you in you know and do it in your own unique way but still try to give them what you know what they want you know with the business aspect of things so like all those undertones are like i'm like man these guys are it's it's more than just reading frame to frame like there's a lot you have to think about and a lot that's like a lot of a lot of it that was really true i was just gonna say how you came up to pax when i was up there and you just hung out, we hung out for a few days and you just asked me all the questions that you wanted you to get like the source material. And it was, it's so cool to, to know that we had those conversations and you guys listened to the podcast and you cranked out like the product that you've cranked out. It's, it's, it's really cool to see. How does that feel on your side? I'm curious, just to, not to cut you off, Evan, but like y'all got a comic book about you. Bruh. It's wild. It's so wild. I still always go back to just because I I never want to have that feeling like oh I made it and everything's good. I always think back to 2014 when we first started, when we first came together, and frankly, we were three guys who thought we were very talented, but we were just trying to get on TV and like, hey, hopefully we can have this faction for six months, and then we all benefit, and then we're all elevated, and our careers are in a better spot. And the fact that like I don't take any of the accomplishments we've we've had uh, for granted. And like thinking back to 2014 and the fact that there is an incredible comic about the three of us and our journey is incredible. Like it's, it's mind blowing when you go back to that mentality of 2014 of just a few guys who were just trying to get on TV. And you guys, you understood, it's clear from yes. reading the comic, it's clear <laughs> you guys understood the voice. And I love that you didn't just take lines from TV no, and from promos yeah, right. and insert them, but you, you, you understood the spirit of our characters and it means a lot. So thank you for that. We couldn't do that because I mean, one of the core conflicts in the book is people trying to do that to you is right. people saying, <laughs> just say these lines and you'll be successful. And you know, in your hearts, that's not how it works. <laughs> not for you anyway. Maybe there's someone out there who needs, who can be given a script and if they hit the script, right, whatever. But for y'all, the heart of your strength is your heart. And so you have to be able to, it has to come from there. Um, so yeah, that, that was a huge focal point for us. And, you know, like one of the things we tried to do was like, you know, explicitly link your guys's journey and accomplishments to like the journeys of the people who came before you, you know, like, you know, minor spoiler alert, like Farouk, Ron Simmons is the character in the book. And like, you know, like for me, like my own nostalgia at watching, you know, 
his evolution as a character, you know, like through the nation of domination, like, yeah. you know, the linkages are clear, right? Without nation of domination, you don't get the rock. You don't get, you know, but you know, uh, obviously behind them, you have people like Tony Atlas and other, and other performers, you know, like there's a clear, you know, linkage like from, from these older performers who did have to, you know, suffer probably some indignities that we may not, we never, we ne never even know. But like, the fact that you they, that they got on TV made you guys like watch and think about this as a career, as a possibility, as a set of as a horizon that you could explore. Like, yeah, it was very important to me, like that that we nailed that aspect of it. Like, you guys come from communities that supported you, like within the profession and with and without. One of the things that I think to that end that I think we tried to get to it in this book, and and it's funny we talk about the wink and the nod because sometimes we do our own wink and a nod to each other without right. saying the thing directly. And you know what we're saying. And so one of the things I'll say is when you think about the kind of progenitors, the, the folks who came first, the black folks who, who, and the, and the Brown folks and the, and the Asian, like, listen, this, this industry has not done pretty much uh, anyone from any marginalized background, any favors <laughs> in terms of getting out there and having the space to, to be themselves uh, until very recently. And, and I think the thing that we want to, one of the things we wanted to emphasize was maybe back then there was one locked door and you couldn't get through that locked door because it was locked and you had to just, you had to go through the door that they would open for you and, and say thank you to it. Now they're like, well, no, the doors are locked, but there are a thousand doors in front of you and they don't tell you which is the right door to go through. There are other ways they put pressure on you. You are in a labyrinth instead of it being just a hallway. And they're like, but there's no locked doors. Why can't you get to the end? <laughs> and so we wanted to try to represent that part of what it means to be black in the world right now in any industry where everybody has a diversity day. Everybody has, you know, changes the Twitter logo or whatever. And I'm not even talking about a specific business here, but this is just the world we're in is one in which to be marginalized means to play a game in order to succeed. And it's like, well, how do you represent that and recognize that that challenge is real, that, that that's a struggle, even though it doesn't look like the old struggle. You know what I mean? Like that's that what y'all have managed to accomplish is an accomplishment even though it doesn't look like the accomplishments of old, if that makes sense. Yeah. That's yeah. an incredible analogy. Wow. Take it. It's yeah. yours now. Run with it. Run with it. This is why I'm at the, that's why I'm at the cafe late at night when COVID comes through. <laughs> <laughs> working on analogies. Jim for me. These analogies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm just not hitting it right. You know, I can, I can sense it off a little bit. <laughs> Daniel, uh, who was the artist on it, just did an incredible job, by the way, just all the way through. Love his work. He did a great job. Yeah, Daniel Bayless, our artist on this, like, you know, the thing about making comics is that it's alchemy, right? And you're literally watching your words, which are lead, you know, heavy, dull, uninspiring, get turned into gold. You know, like, getting layouts in and character designs in, like, I'll never forget, like, where I was like, Daniel gets it. So one of the um, recurring devices that we use in the games is fake old the game you said the game the comic please oh you it's mean a, the game of comics i thought you meant yeah i got you no 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 i'm crossing streams there you are crossing streams <laughs> no no you, you, you play the mental games while you read yes uh but one of the things we put in the comic was a game a fake old school wrestling game right yes it had its own characters and then later there's like a uh a mario kart version of it and when i saw those designs that daniel sent in i was like oh he gets it yes. he gets like what the line is supposed to look like and, you know, there are other, the thing is when you write a comic book script, everybody's different, right? And you can describe what's happening in the panel, in the frame to a really granular degree, right? A lot of detail. Or you can be like, here's a general direction. Let's have this happen, this fight scene. And one of the things Daniel does is he layers so much stuff in the background. There's a part in the second issue where you guys go to a restaurant that is themed around wrestling and some of the posters and stuff that he puts up. Like that was not in the script. That was just him deciding to like to to populate like the world of the comic with all this rich detail that makes it seem like you okay you guys are living inside the promotion 24 7 even to the point where the restaurants you go to are like are like crazy with all these old promo posters and whatnot so it's stuff like that the other thing he did was like there's certain scenes where like he's telling the story like in multiple layers the stuff inside the ring the stuff outside the ring there's even stuff in the audience and like some of that, yeah, we wrote it, but like the way he kind of plays with time and space is just amazing. I can't say enough. 
also, you just never know. You never know if what you yeah. wrote is corny until you saw it, right? Which I'm sure yeah. you you connect to in some ways. You're like, oh, we have this idea. Let's just see if it works. Yeah. There's a panel where where Woods emerges from a cloud of dust and smoke like a black Goku. <laughs> oh my God. Like, like, like if Magneto, you know, got a real good shape up. And, the, and I wrote it and I was like, this could be the corniest thing I've ever written because I just don't know. Like it, it might be too try hard. It might be too like, I'm really trying to emphasize this like mystery man version of Woods. But I, then he sent us the proof of it. He sent us like the version of it that he did. And I was like, nah, this is it. In fact, I think I sent that to you. Yeah, you yeah. I was like, you have to see this right now. You have to see this right now. Um, but I was like, okay, that, that, that's, it's not just reassuring as a writer, but it's like, this is better than I ever imagined it to be. This hits in a way that I couldn't even, because I'm not an artist like that, you know? And, and that's the other big challenge was, there are things about comics that are different about other types of writing, or even about a difference between if you've ever done screenwriting or anything like that. For instance, a comic is a physical thing that you hold and you turn the page. And this is like people who've written comics before are like rolling their eyes at me because this is one like 101 stuff. But it's probably worth saying because I think it's a good illustration of it is when you turn the page that has an effect because it reveals something to you. And so you think in comics writing about the page turn, about how you can get like a reveal by turning the page. I'd never done that before. And so Evan was a great guide for me of being like, well, if you move this around, da, 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 then they can turn the page to reveal the new costume or whatever it is. And it's like, Oh, that's an entire layer of storytelling. I've never had to think of before. So, but it's really fascinating. It was, a, it was very fun to do because it was a new skill. It was like working a new muscle group that I'd never even, I didn't even know it was there. Yeah. That's wild to, to think about. I've never even almost thought about that, but I'll, I'll but I've read comics. About, I just never, it just, yeah. yeah Cause sometimes too, like, I would imagine that turning the page and like having that last bottom right panel is it mm-hmm. has needs to be exciting. So I go, oh man, what is ah, I gotta go back and read everything before I can actually <laughs> yes. look and see what that is. Like there's something there and all that I, stuff. That's quite crazy. Cause so for us, I feel like that the the similarity between wrestling and something like that was like is fan reaction while we're out there talking. Because there might be something that we're saying that we think, okay, this is going to be hilarious or this joke might not hit. So we'll kind of say it and just walk past it and do the next thing. But then when we get out there, it's like flipped reactions and we've got to be able to think like, okay, that's why this didn't work here and there. And so then the next time we go do it, it's adjusted and it's like kind of figuring out that same process of the reveal. Like where's where's the most interesting part of what it is that you're doing and how do you make people want more of it every time you do it? When that happens, do you adjust it on the fly or do you wait like a like a like a stand-up does to the next time you're doing something similar? So like let's say you come out and you have like a five types of punches, right? You have five types of punch lines to hit. Um, you know, maybe you're making fun of something that for, from the from you know an opponent, their haircut. Let's say you're gonna like right, I'm gonna hit their haircut, I'm gonna hit their corny ass uh, finishing move, I'm gonna hit <laughs> their fashion. Uh, and then so like, oh okay, so this just happened. I said, I said the finishing move, and the way I said it made Made y'all laugh at that point in that when you're in the ring cutting that promo do you then adjust because you got that reaction and you're like oh they are eating up when i'm making fun of the way he is in the ring i'm gonna hit that now immediately or do you go back to the drawing board so that the next time you're out there you do or is it both yeah i was gonna say it's kind of it's kind of both you know if you can like catch it while it's yeah. happening you know uh for example um you know how we do the who thing right who, who, mm-hmm. who. Sometimes, mm-hmm. we, sometimes we'll like forget that anytime we say who in a promo they're going to <laughs> they're gonna react so you know we're trying to get some like pertinent information out it might be like a serious thing and you know and all of a sudden you say and this guy whoever said that who, who oh you know, and then, right. so then you just like wait for them to react, you know, but a lot of times even, um, you know, uh, and the boys will tell you too, with like the, uh, the whole pancakes thing and the way that came about, we had a lumberjack match. Woods was the chief lumberjack. He decided to bring out uh, a tray of pancakes to be on the side just so he could show that he was the actual chief lumberjack with his <laughs> cut off flannel and his, uh, you know, his, his lumberjack hat on. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the entire match, everyone was chanting, we want pancakes. They couldn't have cared less of what we were, about, what we were doing in the ring, you know? So immediately, like the next uh, the next time we went out there, we, you know, went to Vince. We're like, hey, can we bring pancakes out? He's like, oh, well, do you want them? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's New Day pancakes. Now we're throwing out pancakes to people, you know? So um, I think we in particular do a really good job of kind of like uh, taking a gauge of what, 
the people are clamoring for and then just giving it to them. Why? Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, if they're asking for something, why wouldn't you give it to them, right? Like, that's kind of what we're in the business of doing, whether it be like merchandise or whether it be entertainment. Like, if they're asking for something, give it to them or take it away. You know what I mean? Like, purposefully. So, um, yeah, you you know, I think uh, the, the people who are most entertaining really kind of have at least, you know, uh, uh, some kind of grasp on what the crowd is doing as opposed to just going out and delivering your lines and then that's it. You know, like if you don't capitalize on the connection, then you're really missing out. Yeah, but it's funny, Austin, when you when you uh, start to pose a question, I had to think and, and go through my mental Rolodex because it's been like 16 months since I've cut a promo in front of a crowd, you know? It's been so long that I forget, oh, this is, and again, like I, I, we've told the story about us at WrestleMania a few times, but the three of us were together for the night, for night one, and we all go out on stage, and I'm kind of, you know, we've been doing this for a while, whatever, it's, it's pro wrestling, but I, I forgot the feeling you get from people. I forgot the, yeah. the feedback and the, the energy. So it really, um, it's such a distinct difference between what we do now. So it's just very different. So it took me a second to remember how did we respond to, to certain lines and whatnot, but it's just interesting how things have changed just fundamentally in our worlds with the pandemic. One of, one of my favorite things uh, where we get to play with that is when we would do the live events, the house shows, because it might not be on the microphone or it might be on a microphone, but a lot of times it's like physicality in the ring. So we might know, like, you know, this match is about to go down, but when E was, you know, shaking his hips, the crowd like lost their minds. So we might, you know, get ready to wrestle and go, wait, wait, wait. And then E does it again. And then they go crazy. <laughs> and then like, then we'll get like the other team to do it. And then they boo. And then E and I will both do it. And then the other team will do it. They'll boo again. And then Kofi gets up on the apron and then we all three do it. And then it's like, oh, okay. It's thing, things are just kind of happening. Yeah. But then we have that in our, in our mental Rolodex of not, it doesn't necessarily have to be a specific action, but whether it's an action or something that's said, if we feel that energy come back, it's much easier to feel that when there's people in the building yeah. than, than what we're currently in, which is what we're currently in is best case scenario for the situation. The Thunderdome's awesome. Yeah, yeah. But that 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 instant feedback, and I don't know, I don't you guys might have a better way of explaining this, but um the the energy that you feel when there is a crowd, it's I don't know, you can like feel it in the air. It's kind of like a pulse. Yeah, and it's and she just kind of flows through the arena, and that's that that kind of helps our pacing and our breathing and things like that. And to East Point, when we came out for WrestleMania, and there are those people there, it was like it was like we got like shocked in the battle, <laughs> like like with a, like electrical like something. Kind of I was problem, like, oh my, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It was like all of that came back, and it was like, what is this feel? Oh my god, yes, <laughs> yeah. And so it's it's. I don't know, I say this to say it's interesting because I feel like the things you guys are explaining to us about how these comics work is very much in line with what we're doing on our in our day job. The weirdest, the thing that it makes me think of too is, um, so I've done a lot of writing over the years in different formats, and I will always say that my favorite type of writing is the writing I can finish and hit publish on, and it goes out on the internet, and I immediately get a response back for the reason you just said, which is, it's you're in it. You're in the rhythm of the it. Feedback you get, loop. Yeah. You feed, get the feedback loop. Okay, people liked it. People didn't like it, but I know what they didn't like about it. I can adjust. I can da 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 da. Whereas writing a comic, writing a short story, you know, I did a short story. I did a, a short story in a Star Wars collection last year. That again, I finished a year before that collection came out, and it was like cool that it came out. But by the time it came out, it was like. Well, was it was it good? If I read it now, I think it's trash. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like people say it's good, but they didn't say it when I wrote it. They said it a year later, so it doesn't hit me in the same way. Right. So right. I feel that, man. It's it's weird. Yeah, my work in video games is the same thing. Like I had to sit on Miles Morales for like two years before they even announced the game. So like we're like, oh it was just so nerve wracking because we were also working on the game, and then the movie came out, and I'll never forget. I sat down with some of the guys in the insomnia. I was like, so uh, we changing anything? Like, because, uh, you know, we were already well underway, but like, you know, something you were saying before about like knowing to anticipate the crowd and kind of that, that, you know, the energy that you guys draw from the crowd. It's like, you know, I wrote a Black Panther comic like in 20 that came out in 2018 and people asked me, hey, did you know the movie was going to be a success? I was like, yes, not to this extent, not to like a billion dollar success, but I'm like, I know a dude like me has been waiting to see this kind right. of thing in the entertainment media that I enjoy and consume for literal decades, you know? And it, your guys' careers and the success of your, your, like your whole entity as, a, as, as the New Day feels the same way. It's like, 
and it feels like y'all knew, you know, like, yes, if we are, if we only, if, if only a group of black dudes could get out here in Dragon Ball Z outfits, you know what I'm saying? In Power Rangers outfits. <laughs> like you, you guys knew that you were tapping a vein that was rich and deep. I mean, am I making assumptions here? Not, not at all. Because I, I know that a thing that we talk about a lot and it just, and we don't, I don't mean this in a bad way, but we don't really care how it hits everybody else. Like it's, it's how does it hit us specifically? Is it funny to us first? If everybody else likes it, that's awesome. And we hope that everybody enjoys it. But the first thing is, is this funny to us? Do we laugh about this? Do we joke about this? And if we do, then we just do it. And I think that's why people enjoy it because we are of the same culture. So we're going to laugh at the same things. You know, there's going to be a higher chance that you're going to understand, like you said, the, the wink and the nod with the things that we're saying that we're doing. Um, and you brought up like coming out like in Dragon Ball Z gear, like when, when we were kids, there weren't any like nerdy wrestlers like that or right. definitely not right. like oh. black nerdy wrestlers no. who are like, who are like, I am black and I am nerdy and I'm proud of this <laughs> and I'll still whoop your ass from bell to bell. Yeah. Like, that, I never thought in my life that I would ever see that. Mm-hmm. But then when you become a man and you're in this position, you go, you know, I can't see it, but maybe I can be it. And if I can be it, then there's some kid who can see it. And if they can see it, they can believe it. And hopefully their journey to get to where they want to go becomes a little bit easier because they had that inspiration and didn't have to pull it from nowhere, you know? And so that's kind of the, the whole essence of what we do and why we do it. Um, and that's that's why I think stuff works because we all have that same mindset. I think we also work in a business too where oftentimes the, the powers that be can't necessarily buy something unless they see it. Like they they have to see three black men who are nerds and good at wrestling and getting over. They can't, like when we're p- pitching and pitching and spending months trying to get this idea across the board, we're met with a lot of, I don't know about this, but when they see it, and that's our hope too, is our hope is just, uh, and Austin says something that I've always loved, is just referring to the blank slate. And so many times with white performers, you can be anything you want to be. You can be, you know, just this whole, a myriad of characters. But yeah. with us as black performers, is you just, and, and like beyond wrestling too, so many times black performers, black actors, you're stuck in this box. And this is because this is what we perceive a black man about your age to, to be. And our hope is that we can just have more, like you said, beyond just like black, brown, uh, Asian, gay, like you can be yourself. You can present yourself in a way that feels authentic to you. And uh, the fact that you guys helped to get that across with what you wrote um, is just, you know, it, it helps us tremendously because it's a big part of like the wrestling is important to us too, but just- And you're good at it. Let's be a hundred percent clear. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Let's yes. not sleep on that. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but everything else under that entertainment umbrella, like the fact that we have this dope comic, like that is a big part yeah. of our careers as well. So thank you guys for, for being a big yeah. part of our careers. It is huge, man. And I like, I remember we talked at like Comic Con. We're like, oh, yeah, you know, yeah, we're going to have a comic book out for you guys. And like, my mind is just blown. Number one, like, for me to even like be at Comic Con, not just as a guest, but as somebody who was like featured on like panels, like, what the, what is this world? And then we're talking (laughs) about like this comic book and this idea that, you have them like, why does he want to, why do they want to make comic books about me? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just so weird, especially like having grown up reading so many different comic books and knowing the effect that it had on me. And then thinking about, you know, all the people that are going to be reading this and the effect that it's going to have on them. Like that to me is just like, it's mind blowing, you know, because like Wood said, like we, you know, or like he said, we were just three guys who, you know, got together, try to save our careers and try to do something special. And it's become so much more like we're talking comic books and Funko Pops and like, you know, just all this crazy random stuff that I, I would have never in a million years uh, would have imagined that this would have like such an impact, you know, like little, little, little me was not thinking about this, you know, like comic books be, you know, so it's just, so it's just crazy. So thank you again. Like I, I can't, um, I can't thank you guys enough for bringing this to life and not only just bringing it to life, but like we talked about, like in a voice that is true to us, because that is of the utmost importance, you know, even maybe even more important, you know, it's cool to like have a comic book and everything, but to have one that actually reflects the way that you feel and it's spoken in your voice, like, come on, man, that's like the difference between like being down here and like over the (laughs) top and just through the box, you know, through the roof. So um, thank you so, so much. It's wow. Just unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's weird again, being part of this process, right? Because you get, you get the art back and 
you know, you, you see what the artists paid attention to and emphasizes. And, you know, there's one panel that makes me really emotional. There's two actually, uh, uh, they're both in the second issue. And then one of them is when there's a little girl fan who comes across you guys in a moment of crisis. And, and she asked for a selfie with y'all. Um, and it, like, it, it grabs my heart uh, every time. I wanted to see if you guys had anything that surprised you or made you feel you know, emotional or shocked like in the course of reading the comic. If we can avoid spoilers, let's see if we can. But Yeah. Um, well, like you were saying, uh, you had brought up the one. So uh, like about having to wait outside, the uh, you know, waiting for just a glimpse and to have like some information from a wrestler. Like I've done that. You know what I'm saying? Like we went to uh, a SmackDown when I was uh, in middle school and we were in the parking lot just waiting for wrestlers to come out, you know? And uh, I think it was like Triple H and um, China at the time came out. They had like a, a neon green Dodge Stealth and now we're like following them <laughs> yes. in their Dodge Stealth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so so, so to hear it like, again, like to read the book and there's a point in there where I'm just waiting outside the building, you know, waiting for a rest, any wrestler just to come out, you know, and, and give me some information. Like, like that happened. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, that, and, and then even, um, like I said, with the identity stuff, uh, and we're trying to like find a character, we got to find a character for you to play. Like, these are conversations that like, that we've had, you know, that people, you know, or tell us what we need to be. And we are trying on all these like different costumes and just coming up with this and that, you know, some stereotypical stuff, some stuff that we don't feel comfortable doing, but then we say, oh, should we do it so that we can like get our foot in the door or like having, like having to think about all of that like and just like seeing it unfold on on in a comic and again like the fact that we didn't talk about this is what blows my mind because i'm reading <laughs> this story about what's happened in my life and i didn't tell you that this happened no. you know yeah. so i think again just from um yeah I, I still need to read the uh the second issue but uh the the from the first one like yeah it's it just hit you know and I'm, i was automatically just in and just like sucked in and um, it's crazy to uh, to be saying that as the person who's featured in the comic book because theoretically <laughs> it shouldn't it shouldn't surprise me right like you know what I mean like it shouldn't surprise me but we it's couldn't just have made it that we couldn't have been like on the phone with y'all every day being like <laughs> no. yeah, would, yeah, yeah. would you say it like this or would you say it yeah, like yeah. this like no that's not that's not if that's what we had to do then we weren't the right people to write the comic you know what I mean right I think for. Uh, on mine, I won't. I won't give the the spoiler parts, but uh, the way that I was interpreted by people <laughs> above me. So yeah. like, I I was reading it and I like got upset about it again. Like I like I was then, and that's when I realized. Like I turned to my wife and I was like, if for like point two seconds, I was like, these mother. They broke this about <laughs> and then and then it, it flipped and I was like, no, that's how I felt in that moment. That's how I felt for years. I felt that angst because like I was I was trying so many things and just getting told like we don't know who you are, but you gotta find something that's like here's 20 things. Yeah, oh, are that's you too kidding many. Me? What do you mean that's too many to pick one? Like y'all pick one. Like, oh God. And so like getting like I haven't felt that for a long time. I felt I felt real good. <laughs> I felt yeah. real good for a minute. And so to get that same exact thing to bubble up now, it was like, man. They did a very good job writing this because if, if that's able to bring me all the way back to that moment, it's almost like I was hypnotized and just like I could went through it all again. Um, so so I don't know how that will like hit other people if they'll be able to like understand the weird nuances of it. We but. can't promise anyone else that our book will be therapy for you. Uh, <laughs> we hope, hope it touches something deep, resonates in some way. Yeah, I think one of the things that I really loved is. Um, you know, you're producing an official WWE, you know, it's yeah, everything is they've, the company signed off and anything. So it's it's kind of uh, and we in many ways have to, especially at the beginning of the podcast, it's really finding this balance of because if you're saying, oh, the new day, those three guys didn't get enough opportunities. Well, well, who was it that didn't give them the opportunities? You know what I mean? <laughs> right, yeah. Like, but we're doing this within the confines uh -huh. of this of this bubble. So it's that finding that balance of of kind of like telling the truth, but doing it in a way that everyone says we sign off on this, that I think you guys did a great job with that of not pointing the finger, but not really lying. Like you, like you said, it, it's fictional kind of, 
You know, it, it, yeah. And it was just such a great, because I don't think it should be, uh, you know, it, it shouldn't have been an accurate day-to-day depiction of our journeys and our lives. Right. But I think I love that it was within the spirit of our struggles and it didn't stray too far from that. So you guys, you rode that balance really well because that can be a challenge, uh, especially, you know, for us too, of being within the bubble, but you know, you can't, you can't destroy the bubble. You can't say, you know, and and still work within it. So it's, it's a balance you guys did a great job with. It's crazy because I mean, we definitely went back and forth on that, right? Not just in, not yeah. me and Evan, but us and our editors and like, okay, what's, how do we tell the story without pointing fingers, like you said, without getting, and, and, you know, there are times when I think we would have gone to the mat. So that's not an analogy I'm allowed to use here, but I used it um, uh, for certain decisions. If they had come back and said, oh, you can't tell a story where they run into any obstacles from in, inside of the WWE, we would have been like, well, then we can't do this book. Peace. Yeah, find someone else because that's not us but so we did go back and forth on some stuff uh but there is stuff that we also like that lingers over the book but isn't in the book because it lingered over the start of the new day right new day y'all kicked off in what 2014 in the summer 2014 which was let's say a very charged summer um (laughs) we don't say that the the ferguson protests were happening in 2014, right? But that this is a this book is a period piece, despite not being a period piece in that way, right? Because yeah. that is when y'all started reaching people and started saying, started showing black excellence, and started giving people uh, like like us something to to connect to, you know, on on WWE programming. And so that was a thing where we, I think, Evan and I went back and forth and said, well, is there a way to hit this right? with the limited page count we have, with knowing that we'll go back and forth on it and we'll have to fight probably, I mean, who knows, right? We didn't even try it. So I can't say for sure what we would or wouldn't have to fight for. But, you know, if you've worked with publishers before, you know that there are things that it's going to be tough to convince people that it's worth including this. If you've worked with anybody above you telling you what your creative yes. thing should be, yeah. you know sometimes you're signing up for a fight. And so there are ways that we try to do just, hey, what is the moment in time? What is the energy like? Why is it yeah. important right now, especially? But but uh, but yeah, finding that right balance was was difficult. I will say, like, not to belabor the point, but like the choices that you guys made in the ring last summer to do some of the things you guys did, yes, like yes. really made us feel like emboldened and justified, um, and and in in thinking about how we told our story. So you know, like again, that's beyond a wink and a nod. Sometimes you have to be just like out out with it. And be like, okay, this is what matters to us. This is who we are, and show it in a very bold way. So, like, like you know, all of us have been talking about. It's like, okay, where where do you need nuance, and where do you need boldness? You know, and figuring out that as a storyteller to end up on the, on the right side of that. You know, because like I think you guys do in the ring too. You know, like uh, uh, when do we when do we make a statement, and when do we you know um, entertain? Yeah, it's it's interesting you brought up Ferguson because I completely forgot it was around that time too and around the time we were, I think either we were making the vignettes or the vignettes were airing, but it, close airing. to that time period. Yes. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I think one of the things with entertainment is oftentimes, you know, there are a lot of people who will clamor for it to be an escape from real life. But to me, entertainment exists while life happens. Yes. It's, yeah. it's not separate from life. And uh, I think it's uh, it's been really important for us to uh, represent our interests as far as like nerd culture is concerned. But I think in the same vein, uh, we want to show people, especially during, you know, very difficult time for a lot of people, that the suffering, the crying, the, the fears that you feel, we feel as well. And that's why I'm glad we had that conversation with Andreas on our podcast to talk about how we felt. Because, you know, the three of us, I thought, you know, like, we're not experts. I don't really have any expert you know opinions to offer here but i can tell you what's on my mind i can tell you how i feel and uh we always want i think our act to be relatable and that's why we've, we've often pulled from like we're just scrolling through black twitter what's popping on black twitter that yep. goes in a promo <laughs> yep. because like you know i and i and you guys again great job with that um but i, I really believe the entertainment shouldn't exist outside of, of life it exists while life happens and, and interweaves at times too. Yeah. So thank you for that. People, I, I get it when someone says, listen, I just worked 60 hours this week. I just want to come home and turn off my brain and da, 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 da. I get, I get that impulse. Uh, 
But that's on the, for me, I've always put that on the person who wants to do that to find something to fit that, what they need in that moment. I want to turn off my brain and just go play Call of Duty for da 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 da. And I'm not, I'm just going to not, I'm going to ignore the stuff of Call of Duty that maybe if I wasn't working 60 hours, I'd maybe have some things to say about because I'm just, let me just play multiplayer with some friends. Let me play Fortnite, whatever. Let me, let me, whatever that is. I, I get that. Um, but I don't think you should ever put that on the entertainer or the artist that they need to conform to that hypothetical audience member who doesn't want to engage that day in something right. deeper because otherwise you end up putting artists in a position where they're, they're sitting with a story or an emotion or something that could really help someone or could speak to an experience that someone else is having. They might not even know they're having it. Right. This is like the, one of the ways people traditionally back in the day, you know, when, when, when literature criticism first started, one of the first things that people said about literatures and plays was like, Hey, it's weird that Hamlet is so grief stricken but he can talk about it because when I'm sad, I can't talk about nothing. Um, and so that's one of the things that makes great entertainment and great art. Great is you can, you, because you're an artist, because you're a performer, you can capture that feeling and communicate it in a way that someone who's going through it might not be able to. And so in moments when something real is happening, in some ways, when my entertainment refuses to engage with it, it feels yeah. even more fake. It feels, it feels phony because it's like, all this time, y'all been talking about black excellence. Y'all been talking about this and that. In this moment, you're not going to step up and also talk about what it means to be black in a moment like this. And so, or, or not, maybe you don't have to say it super direct, but I need to feel it from you. And and what Evan said about about how how y'all you know reflected those feelings last year really meant something to us because it was we knew you know we we were we had conviction in y'all obviously, but it was vindicating to see you reflect that back and be like, yeah, that's right. Like this is why we care about this project. Cause, cause they will get into a time machine and do goofs. <laughs> and also, and also but, but even, I mean, honestly, you would think about the time machine bit. The yes, time machine yes, bit has some real yes. stuff in it. The time machine <laughs> bit wasn't just dumb. wasn't just empty goofs. Right. So, yeah. you know, that, that it really meant a lot to us last year to be working on that project and to see y'all, you know, really, use the platform to, to be the best versions of yourselves in that moment. Not to just go around in a compliment circle, which is what we're doing at this point. We'll do a lot of that. <laughs> okay, so before we end, and I don't know how we're doing on time, but I need y'all professional wrestling performers. I just, I hope, I hope I'm not breaking up too much. There's something about my co-writer, which you guys may not necessarily know. Within the video game community, there's oh, a series God. of live events called PAX. Oh, no. And, uh, you know, people come for board games and video games, and, <laughs> you know, they have one. Uh, um, in the Pacific Northwest, PAX Prime, they have PAX South, which uh, Woods, you and I met at. Um, there's one in Boston. Yeah. And so for a long time, there was a running promotion, for lack of a better term, that was called Pax Mania, basically WrestleMania within Pax. So it will get physical sometimes. People will take problems. <laughs> but the thing that you don't know about Austin Walker, it's true. my co-writer and friend, is that he's a man of many AKAs. Oh, I forgot about this. Ooh, I yeah. do have a lot of them. I got a lot of them. I haven't used and, them in a long time because I died on stage. Uh, or, or I didn't die. Professor Killer died on stage. Do <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want me to... Do you want me to... Can I get ranked? Can I rank... Let's hear okay. this. Yeah, yeah, we got um, it. Professor Killer was the name of the character. He was very much like, you know, I put on like a Teddy Riley song and then just like spoke my game about what it meant to be alive in America. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, and, and you should understand, I was coming at this as someone who was doing like a PhD in theory and philosophy. And so there's some philosophical names in here, but they're mixed in. So like a, a low key one was like the new Nietzsche, right? Because like I spit game hey. like that. Better ones. Here we go. <laughs> and also some of these are just like, you need to understand our audience is primarily white. Mm. You, and I know you know what that feels like. Um, and is also very nerdy. So for, so things like, uh, you've heard of Lars von Trier. I'm Bars von Trier. Okay. Uh, okay. I called myself the Caramel Kaiser. Because I like to pronounce it right. Caesar is incorrect. You actually pronounce it Kaiser. Um, uh, uh, I was uh, the Ozymandias of the Octagon. Uh, I was, uh, God, I'm trying to remember them now because it's been so long. David Foster Flawless. 
Uh, if you've heard of the writer David Foster, yes. uh, 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 Wallace. Wallace, obviously, uh, uh, it was a very video game heavy thing. So of course, I was LeBron Games. Hey, um, I was Swagnito. I was <laughs> Slaverham Lincoln. Ooh. I was. Um, you've heard of Doctor Manhattan? Well, uh, uh, I live and worked out of Brooklyn at the time, so I was Doctor Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> God, there are too many of them. I just don't. LeBron James Baldwin. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, Poe Dameron from from uh, Star Wars. I was Flo Dameron yeah. for a little while there. It's been a minute. I can't. God. This is. I, I think that I, that's. I'm sorry. I, I, I actually, I'm not sorry. Uh, oh, listen, uh, listen. Awesome, awesome. Yes. I've got a, a full list here. Uh, from the website, oh, thank here you. We go. Okay, good. Let me, let me send this over to you here. Thank you. you I'll let you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Okay. DJ Professor A after DJ Professor K from Jet Set Radio. Uh, the Black Marks. I was, I'm a Marxist. That's just, no, that's, okay. just okay. that's just a okay. true thing. Real names, no gimmicks, which is a very funny thing to say after listing a bunch of AKAs. Uh, the Black Rushmore, Young West Melanin, Young Kafka, KRS3, Earn Cheese Sanders. Uh, this is when Bernie Sanders was doing well in 2016. Um, uh, big Texture is a very in joke. Don't even worry about Big Texture. Um, big Texture. Big Texture. Uh, some video games have very large textures, but that, it's it's very in. Don't worry it's like, about it. It's like the detail they paint the environment in. It's a no, no, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, the Black yes. Clark Kent. Uh, young, okay. young. The editor in Beef. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am I am I'm I'm mixed. I'm sure you can tell from my light skin tone. So I occasionally call myself the Half Blood Prince, Boy, uh, which God. let me tell you has not aged well given some of the Harry Potter yeah, stuff. Let's well. say it is what it is. <laughs> um, I did a whole promo where I was just asking a bunch of questions: Why this? Why that? Why this? And so I called myself Malcolm Y in that promo. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, some of these aren't mine. Some of these someone else wrote. I don't know these. This is a Wikipedia situation. See, see that's a problem. <laughs> this is a problem right there. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah no, this. These are these are not mine. I I, a, I I disclaim some of these. I have a question. Yes. Is that, is that the same event that um, Dan broke Greg Miller's ribs? That is exactly that event. Yeah. That is exactly uh, that that event. That's correct. Yeah. Do y'all, yeah. So oh, so this is a video game wrestling event where we play video game wrestling games to see you know, who, who will take home the belt and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Dan genuinely broke someone's ribs during one of these events. Jeez. What am I good friend? Stiff. Stiff. Working stiff. (laughs) He just, all he had to do was drop an elbow on him. I didn't know when you drop an elbow, you're not supposed to throw like three quarters of your ass onto their back. (laughs) Why not? It seems more effective that way, evidently. Uh, it's bad. I'll send you the video sometime. It was it did not go well for Greg. I just sent him a ton of Oreos to apologize. Uh, God, what a what, what a guy. Was it a, was it a shoot? Is the question. I did not mean to hurt Greg. I certainly did not. I would not have done that. You mean to hurt everyone? Every time he touched me, he. Hurt me. <laughs> but since you're on here, uh, you got a gas up for us. I do. I do. Usually usually I read these off of Twitter, uh, but this time it's a special one. I've got one coming in from a young man named uh, Austin Walker. Hey, guys. uh, (laughs) Oh, wow. You're on the line, actually. Well, Dan told me y'all did these, and I was like, well, I I need one because so this was the first comic I ever wrote. Evan, you know, showed me the light of day, helped me figure out how to do this. But the the next one I have to write, I'm writing a pitch for one, which means writing the first issue and then shopping it around. And I just need, I just need a little help with the confidence to believe that I can do that. I don't know. I'm not going to have Evan on my side this time. I'm not going to have that, that mentor. So if you could help me feel like that's a thing I could do, that would mean the world. Austin, 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 my (laughs) brethren with Uh. the same name. If, this past 45 minutes or so has not been a complete gas up for you already. We're going to give you just a little bit more Mm. because you are a man who has put your blood, sweat, tears, your soul, your everything into your work. And I know that because I read these comics. They were fantastic. Everything that you were able to bring to the table to put into them has done nothing but create a masterpiece. And that is why, 
as you are shopping this comic around, you might not even have to shop it around. You might just shop it. And the first person mm. that sees it <laughs> immediately mm. wants it. But then you got to make sure those other offers are coming in as well. So you are going to shop it around. That's and right. you're going to go okay. to the highest bidder because they're going to be fighting, fighting <laughs> over your masterpiece. You got this. Yes, sir. Yes, Ooh. sir. A bidding war. A bidding war indeed. That's right. You know, you're looking for a gas up. Uh, like Wood said, I mean, you've seen, uh, you heard everything that we said about you and how you were able to connect all of the different uh, themes in our lives into this book. I'm sure you were great at connecting the dots when you were a child and you were and you were having all these assignments. You know what I'm saying? You were connecting the dots. One, two, three, four. Easy. It's easy work for you, man. Come on, man. Gas up now, nah, Austin. Get your ass up. Mm. Get your ass up. Okay, you got me cussing in the house, and the kids are in the next room. But they grow. They gonna grow up today for you, Austin. Gas up. Get your ass up. You know what I'm saying? Because you got what it. You already got what it takes, man. You don't need no gas ups, bro. Like, mm -hmm. like the, the bidding war is real, man. Be, people going to be coming to you and it's to the highest bidder. You know what I'm saying? You're getting ready to cash out. Big oh. money, coffee kings. I love that money. Cash. <laughs> so, you know, I'm all about that. I'm all about that green, them ducats. You know what I'm saying? And I love to see it. I love to see it. Gas up. Get your ass up and strut. You know what I'm saying? Come on, man. You already, you already know. You already got this. Mm -hmm. You already got this. Yeah, yeah, Austin, you are a man amongst boys. You are a god amongst these mere mortals. They don't stand a chance. And, and you know what? I, there's a lot of focus on, on making the pitch, too. But if you need three men to walk into any room and to, to just offer the mere suggestion of, of physical threats, I will walk around with a tire iron in my hand. I am willing to go to every room that you need to offer mere physical intimidation. I will oil up. I will take my shirt off and I will do a lot of flexing until you get this thing sold the way you want it sold. So you got no worries. You got no worries. If your if your incredible talents alone aren't enough, they should be enough. But in case you got three brothers, three brothers oiled up, we'll, we'll come in greased up now. I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not That's afraid to get greased up. Damn. I do that on the regular. We'll come in shirtless and greased up. You know, ready, ready to do whatever you need us to do. So by your intellect or by our physical uh, threats, um, mm -hmm. we're there. We're there. It's happening. And uh, I'm excited for you. And I'm, I'm ready now. Yeah. I'm yeah, ready to go. go. I, you I know thought, what? I got to end this podcast. I got I got work to do. Yeah. I thought I thought for sure, E, when you were saying grease up, you kind of reached out of frame. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> let, this, I said, let yeah. this dude have a bottle of baby oil right here. Yeah. 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 Let him pour out a bottle. Next time. Ready to go. Some oils. Some EVO. Start lathering up. Start lathering up. On site. On site. You know? Oh, we selling? We selling? Let's go. Let's go. We trying to get the bid? Right now, you got the avocado oil. Oh my god! I want. I need. I need you to be an auctioneer. Oh my god! You just change the whole format. None of that fast talking. You say, "Who want to buy?" That's you for fifty. Who else wants some of this? You in the green dress? I know you want ten thousand, don't you? Yeah, that's what I thought. Ten thousand. That's a sketch. Oh, wow. That's a sketch. Oh, Man, cut this. You can't let anyone else have that. That's <laughs> yours. Y'all got right. to make that. Pressuring people into spending money. <laughs> I think you're onto something. <laughs> you want it for 10000 don't you? <laughs> don't you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man well oh god dan told me like Yo, you should let them gas you up and i was like i don't know that feels kind of rude going on their show and yeah, da, 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 da. Yeah. i feel good about it now that's first ever live gas yeah. up man yeah. that's yeah. history you legit bro, it'll never be another first you wrote a comic book gassing us up like the least yeah, you, that's, you know what? yes i'll take bro. it i'll take it more than fair trade yeah uh, oh well, thank you guys for coming on. Uh, where can they find you on social media? I'm on Twitter at Austin underscore Walker, and I'm on Twitter at uh, Evnark E V N A R C. Perfect. Evan is not a narc, though. I should <laughs> just <laughs> say that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can 
do all the dirt you want around me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, are you going to finish that sentence? <laughs> Go ahead and DM me all your crimes. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, well, thank you guys so much for being on. We appreciate you. Uh, everybody listening, make sure you check this comic book out on July 7th. It drops. New day, the power of positivity. Boom. If it's sold out everywhere, then they'll have to do more. That's right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Uh-huh. They'll have to. That's right. Seven seven, make it sell out. There we go. There we go. Seven seven, and there you go. See, this is why why you're on promo duty. This is why I'm on promo duty. I see the number. I see the matrix out there. What can I? What can I snatch together and make into a thing? (laughs) So seven seven, go check it out. Uh, You can find us all over the socials. You can check me out at Austin Creed on Instagram and Twitter. And you can check him out on my YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down. Just go there and search it. But thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you listen on Apple, go ahead and give us that five-star review. There you go, Eve. And all your friends that want to listen to this, tell them they can search in whatever podcast situation they have. Just type in The New Day and click the pink picture with the three black guys' faces in it. Thank you for listening. I'm a G4 host. Eat what you got. Uh, yeah. I mean, we should go Kofi next. Oh, you're you're going to skip over me. You're just going to skip right over me. I was going to let Kofi go last Like, I ain't nothing. I was going to let Kofi go last time. Because I have the least to say, you know, because I have the least to chill. Okay. It's going to be funny. Oh, see, now now my head (laughs) came out. You you messed me all up. (laughs) Hold on a second. Let me pull. Let me plug my damn headphones back in. See, that's me thinking on the fly, Austin. Here we are. (laughs) Now, if you want to catch me, you can catch me uh, at True Kofi on the Instagram and the Twitter. Yes, I am at WWE Big E on Twitter and on Instagram. Usually I don't want your follows. I don't want your pity follows. In fact, if you follow me, you should unfollow me. I want those follows real low. Everyone else trying to go high, I'm trying to go low. Trying to do something different. Just see how it works out. I don't know. But uh, you should follow at Our Heroes Rock to see the progress on our short film on Twitter and on Instagram. We're doing some things. Also, make sure to watch Laser Wolf. It's a fun show. It's on HBO Max. Season one is. Season two should be on uh, shortly. There was one episode that featured all three of us. It was very fun. A ton of fun indeed and uh also did you mention our podcast shirt you probably did i didn't you go ahead okay it's not apparently it's not on up up down down shop <laughs> even though i've been saying that for months but it should be uh yeah. go to wwe shop to get our uh, podcast t-shirt as well and support your boys thank you thank you thank you thank you uh thank you thank you uh th- 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 thank you <laughs>